and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I discuss geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name's Everett, and this isn't an educational podcast. We're not experts. We're just here to discuss movies. Just imagine us as your friends, just hanging out, talking about movies, nerding out, whatever. Anyway, this is over Alien Covenant. We went over Alien last October for our month of horror movies over Aliens. We went over Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Covenant, and Prometheus in the past few weeks. So if you want to go check all those podcasts out on our website, geeksandopod.com, or whatever device you're using to listen to this right now, do that. Um, There are, of course, spoilers for this movie, as well as others in the Alien franchise, as well as Split and Predator 2. But don't worry too much, they should be minor. Other than that, enjoy the conversation, guys. How about that? Ugh. How can I say that? No, it's good. It's relevant. Now? Our podcast needs to be relevant, Seth. All right. Oh, oh, Memes. Oh. O'Reilly. Memes up the wazoo. Out the wazoo or up the wazoo? Out the wazoo. You don't go up it. Ugh. Some people do. Yeah, true. That's illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because they want to hold you down. Yeah, the man. <laughs> the man wants to hold you down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and we're <laughs> off with a bang. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, Seth. Wow. Sorry, guys. You know, after the pegging episode, I've just gone full I mean, that's sexual. what we're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all about pegging for me. This is a... <laughs> Whoa. No. You know how the cave thing was, you know, a thing for a while with the podcasts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obsessive case now, it's pegging. <laughs> you can check out Seth's... Ooh, I want to uh, be a victim too. Seth's new podcast <laughs> called uh, The Sex Dungeon. Yep. Pegging sex Dungeon with Seth. <laughs> the Seth's Dungeon. Pegging extraordinaire. Gross. Seth's Dungeon. Yeah. Dungeon. Uh, that's sex. not Seth's Dungeon. Dungeon. Sex Jungle Gym Ooh. with Seth. I'm excited. I, I'm I'm curious what you watched this week, Matt. Uh, but Seth. But Seth. What did you watch? Give me time. Are you kidding me? I got one checked off the list of things to show to Seth. So. I know. I liked it. <laughs> Hold on. You guys watched a movie? We watched a movie, and I know I like... Oh, yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Oh. Finally got to you watch fi- that. What? Yeah, i never what? seen it before. Nope. And I don't know how, because that movie is so... Beautiful. Up, up my alley. Beautiful. <laughs> like, I fucking... I really I think I like, like it till the movie. last 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, bitch, you were hating on it 10 seconds ago. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Silly. I don't know. Silliness. I like the build up, but I, I don't know. There's something yeah, about it. The rest it's of it's so. Fine. It's good. Sad and yet good, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's like in a my tragedy. Top five of his movies. Yeah, it's like a tragedy. It is a tragedy, I'd say. It is a Burton. tragedy. Yeah. It is really, really well done. Kendall, did you watch anything this week? I watched that. Yeah. He's a hunk. She liked it. I don't have time to do you anything. Did you watch anything else, Everett? We watched a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we're almost done. One episode away from finishing the series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They just put it up. Forever? Well, no, 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 no. They'll come back for oh, season so you five. Oh, season. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, do you hear season five is going to be cut in half instead of 20 whatever episodes? It's going to no. be 12 because it's not going to start until after the half season, or I guess the season, which is uh, a half season of Inhumans. Oh, shows. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. So you're going to get 12 Inhumans episodes and 12 S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Well, that's silly. I want a full season of both. Hmm. I. So I like shorter seasons. Uh, I was a Smallville fan, and those seasons were like 26 episodes each. The best kind. And they were long. Fuck that. Like, Jesus Christ. So like, many of them. Yeah, because they were so... What is that? I had my phone on airplane when we were at the wedding, so now oh. I'm getting all this stuff. Um, I mean, that's the Damn. problem is like You're there's busy. so many episodes that gets one small point gets drawn out, and yeah. that, I have a hard time with that. Um, yeah. Like Orphan Black or... Uh, Naruto. Uh, no, <laughs> or Naruto. Yes, no. that's exactly no. where he's oh, going. Oh yeah, Naruto. Like Orphan Black is like ten it, to twelve episodes, and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, or the like the Netflix Marvel stuff, ten to twelve episodes, perfect. Like that's that's enough. It doesn't feel too drawn out. Yeah. So. Well, I like, I, I like I like those hour long episodes though. Like I love the way Game of Thrones does it and stuff. Like. Yeah. No. See, it, uh, ten episodes of thirty minute episodes. Uh uh-uh. uh. I need Shield more is, than that. Shield is forty five minutes. That's still that's not true. enough. I think it's pretty yeah. long. I I don't mind, but I like a long season. But I binge. Yeah. I, I I do not once in a great while. Um, only thing I watched this week is I, I was trying to think on my way over here. I was like, what the hell did I watch? Because I knew I watched something. I rewatched Inland Empire by David Lynch, which is a really weird, uh, film. It's his last film and the last film he, ever says he will ever do. No. Um, it was done back, I believe, in two thousand one, two thousand two, right around in there. Uh, it's three hours long. Is he supposed to return for Twin Peaks? That's the thing. Like he is, he came back and went. Uh, actually, is directing on Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Um, but this is after doing Inland Empire, and he did Inland Empire on uh, a Best Buy standard def camera. Shot a movie on that, like completely yeah right and so mm. when you blow it up on a movie screen it looks like absolute it looks like crap um and it still looks pretty bad on dvd and blu-ray um but i went back and watched that because i was curious about it um just kind of seeing his style knowing his style and seeing the evolution from like the elephant man to dune and all the way to like through blue velvet and twin peaks and then we get to Inland Empire and it felt like he kind of circled back around to like the Eraserhead uh, territory which is very Mm -hmm. experimental weird stuff so I'm curious to see what Twin Peaks looks like in relation to it so I rewatched right because that was that 92 when that started Uh, yeah yeah early 90s 1991 actually okay Uh, and he directed like he directed the I believe the entire first season and then the first episode of uh season two and the final episode of season two mm-hmm. and then he did the film Firewalk with me but yeah that's it um, yeah i'd like to go see the rest of his movies sometime because so far i've only seen part of elephant man and all of dune now so they're very divisive like you can appreciate them if you like weird film mm-hmm. and trying to put together a story like kindle would go crazy but if you're into kind of like 
into that, like just into like taking notes and figuring out like, what does this mean? How does this like in, for instance, in Inland Empire, this Laura Dern plays three different characters and you never, if you're not paying attention, you never actually know which character she's playing. You just brought up Laura Dern. I've actually, I recently, he did uh, another one with her, didn't he? Yeah. Blue Velvet. Uh, no. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. I've yeah. seen like 30 minutes of Wild at Heart. It was on cable TV and I started watching it because I was like, okay, I like Nick Cage. And I saw um, who uh, else? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe yeah. And I was like, oh, Green Goblin. Yeah, <laughs> I'll look into this. And <laughs> I was Rider like, versus why Goblin. did I watch this? Because <laughs> it was the last 30 minutes too. And that was, it was uh, already, I could already tell it was a weird movie yeah. without seeing the first hour and a half or whatever. And, uh, you know, I was, I told you I watched the Independence Day 2 recently, mm-hmm. right? Well, Bill Pullman, shortly before, I believe it was either shortly before or right after uh, Independence Day, did a David Lynch film called Lost Highway. Is it really, like, trippy? Very. All of his films are very, quote, trippy. Okay, uh, well, me and Kendall and Seth were all into this band called Showbread, and they'd always have a, not always, but in their later years, they'd have projector screen just shining on their band yeah during that and there was one where i saw bill pullman Mm -hmm. and it was really weird there was like acid trip going on behind him and stuff and i was like what is this that's lost highway okay yeah yeah i always wondered what the movie was (laughs) and i i I, whenever uh whenever we have the option whenever we play shows of like uh and have a projector screen right Mm -hmm. my band uh i'll put up fire walk with me okay so That's cool. It's yeah. Well, yeah, I'd like to look into his movies. Uh, also, Tim Burton is a big one for nerds and people. Lots of people geek out about him. And we did our M Night podcast where we went over all his movies this year. And I'd like to do one over Tim Burton sometime. Yeah. Uh, and another cool. another one that I'd like to do, which I just watched one of his movies for the first time, The Abyss by James Cameron. I'd never watched it. And I know I've I've been thinking about this. I know there's several times there's probably listeners listening. Why does a guy with a podcast called Geek Cinema has he never seen The Abyss or he didn't see Aliens till last year? I was raised with a family or of three other children. My parents were fairly strict with <clears throat> movie viewing, and so you couldn't and, even watch Pokemon. And, and 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 we live in the Midwest. I live in the Midwest. So growing up, I had to wait till I was basically in high school to start exploring movies. Since I am now in my twenties and am such a fan of sci-fi and uh, other stuff that I fanboy over, this podcast. Sh- actually especially this year shows me going through these trying to discover all this stuff so i'd say probably the pure fanboy exploration that is this podcast so to defend myself but i loved the abyss i do i absolutely possibly liked it more than aliens i i i don't like it really yeah i'd love to do a podcast and talk about it Mm -hmm. uh and maybe it's because I saw it really young, like after. Would I se- like it. Maybe, probably. I think so. You think so? I so like James Cameron. Like I saw, uh, Terminator, Terminator Two, and Aliens, and uh, like that's kind of what I knew him for. And there was this guy that lived across the street from us that I have grown up to be and aspired to be. 
uh, because I went into his house and it was like going to a video store. Like this guy had thousands of VHSs. While I don't have thousands of VHSs, I've got like about over a thousand Blu-rays and DVDs. Like I was like, it's so cool because I would love to have like essentially a movie store in my house. But he was like, well, if you like those, like you should try The Abyss. And he would recommend movies to me. Mm -hmm. Like that's how, that's where I first saw Phantasm. Like I was from getting them from him. Um, Say Phantasm 1 and 2. I hated it. I don't, maybe it was just because I was so, I don't know, I was probably like nine years old, but like mm-hmm. I hated it. I remember after it was done, I was like, I felt like I just wasted my time. <laughs> um, so I would love to rewatch it. I haven't watched it since then. Yeah, I found out, uh, I watched the original, but there is, oh, okay. Jesus. Crazy <laughs> cat. Did it um, mess anything up? Jesus. Yeah, did it mess anything up? Can you hear it? I can still hear it, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, We're good. There's a, extended version like yeah. 40 minutes or something like that no. it's like i don't know maybe maybe i'll check it out I, it depends on which one's his actual because i actually liked the original and it was really good yeah. in my opinion right i enjoyed it a lot i could see a lot of made me think of aliens made me think of titanic made me think sure. of avatar even i think that maybe his only film that's not been released on high def period hmm. as weird as that is because like I could imagine maybe some of it, some of it has to do with special effects, like going in and reworking it, mm-hmm. because some like this is a tangent, but you'll appreciate it. Uh, so like there are these, they were made for video films called the Puppet Master, right? Horror franchise, yeah. and everything was sh- uh, edited like special effects wise, edited on videotape, and which a lot of uh, a lot of TV shows back in the day, like Tells from the Crypt, mm-hmm. was all done on videotape. So therefore, the standard def 480p is all you're ever going to get out of that. Mm-hmm. The effects work in the Puppet Master films, the later ones, was all done on videotape. They've had to go back to release these on Blu-ray. They actually went back with the original puppets and recreated the scenes shot for shot of the effects huh. to put it out on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah. Because it like they tried to use the source material, but it looked complete like took you the, took you completely out of the experience. It just looked like utter shit. Hmm. So hey, you said they did some of that for Alien Three, didn't you? For the assembly cut, mm-hmm, for the assembly cut, yeah. Which maybe part of the reason they're they're having problems with the abyss is they're having to rework some of the special effects because, hmm. like, especially with the water and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I could see. I can see that looking bad. And I thought it, the effects looked really good for 89 too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, not many people realize it, but for Terminator 2, whenever that came out on DVD, they went back and tweaked the effects a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they might they might be doing that with the Abyss. Could huh? be the holdup. Well, speaking of sci-fi and even James Cameron, uh, he, was, he, he did a movie that mm-hmm. we recently did. Mm-hmm. And now... First part of this series, and now we're kind of ending. We'll have a bonus episode in a couple of weeks over Alien Two, the on Earth, mm. on Earth. But yeah, but, but for now, second part of Ridley Scott's prequels, Alien yeah. Covenant. Mm-hmm. Matt saw it yesterday. Yeah, you guys. I guess yeah, we, saw we saw it today. Today, okay, yeah. big deal. I'm so, like trying to because I've got a lot of hype after watching it, you know. Okay, all right. This like feeling of just like oh, but like I'm trying. It's trying, 
my mind is trying to work out how I really, really feel about it, you okay. know? Well, let me because I don't want to I don't want to give in to that just excitement of what I just watched, sure. but I feel like because I felt that after watching it, like I, I thought, loved I thought it. long and hard. I was up late last night thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I have got some things to say about it that I, I definitely I wrote I I, I have one, I will tell you I have one major criticism of the movie. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but I I try I set up and like really struggled like how good is this really? And, and I know that I you know, I know I enjoyed it, but how good is this really? Mm. Um, so, and uh, something else is that I went out hunting today because the art of, art and making of book comes out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes you can find bookstores that don't really know what they're doing and they put it out early. I found it. I found it at uh, Books A Million and got to read through it and I found some interesting things in there. <laughs> uh, so let me, let me tell you a little bit about Alien Covenant. Oh, Budget's $93 million, not nearly what it was on Prometheus, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 2012 comes around. Ridley Scott, this is before Prometheus is released. Right. Ridley Scott states that Prometheus will leave many questions unanswered and that a sequel will provide these answers. So before the film's even released, we get that, right? Okay? It's like, what? <laughs> uh... Lindelof states that a sequel, if it, was, if it were made, would be even further away from Alien and the xenomorph mythos in june 2012 after prometheus is released lindelof states that he and ridley scott had long discussions on what to leave unanswered and what should be resolved in case prometheus does not get a sequel uh later that month fox puts prometheus 2 in active development in october 2012 ridley scott confirms prometheus 2 is now called paradise it is written and that it will be following Shaw as our central character, and we will find out what paradise is. And Ridley Scott states, because it is paradise. Paradise cannot be what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Paradise has a connotation of being extremely sinister and ominous. End quote. And he also claims that no xenomorph, the beast, is done. Good. I saw that. Yeah. Lindelof becomes unsure of his involvement upon hearing of the Paradise script being finished, much to his surprise, uh, saying that if Scott wants me to be involved with something, uh, that's hard to say no to. At the same time, I do feel Prometheus would benef- Prometheus 2 would benefit from a fresh voice or a fresh take or a fresh thought. Uh, Lindelof was not asked to return, uh, possibly due to the frustration many fans felt about things not being resolved. Jump forward to 2013. Ridley Scott confirms Paradise will be the bridge between Prometheus and Alien and closer to what most had thought or wanted Prometheus to be. Then, silence for nearly two years from Ridley Scott. Leaks of Fox bringing back Michael Fassbender and... Man, you sent us a video on how to say her name and I don't remember how to say her name. name. Numi Rapace. Okay. Uh, To fulfill part two of their three-picture contract happen, but nothing is confirmed. March 2014, Fox hires Michael Green to rewrite the completed Paradise script. Radio silence, it looks as if Prometheus 2 Paradise was completely dead. Um, Ridley Scott walked out of interviews if he was even asked about it. Until August 2015, Fox quietly announces production will begin in January of 2016. The film has been retitled to Alien Paradise Lost. 
Uh, Ridley Scott finally talks of the sequel, stating that Fassbender and uh, how do you say your last name? Rapaz. Rapaz would return, and that the title was in reference to the poem Paradise Lost by John Milton. Ridley Scott states that, like the poem, this film will deal with the full, uh, uh, the fall of man and temptations of Adam and Eve. Filming begins on April 4, 2016, took place in Sydney, Australia. Uh, the second film, so this is the second film not to be shot in England. It was here that the film uh, revealed its final title, Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott states that in, uh, in December of 2015 that uh, Shaw was written out and that she was no longer part of the bigger picture, now calling it the David Trilogy. He then announced uh, Catherine, uh, Catherine Watterson as the film's new lead, playing the character Daniels. Fun fact, uh, the production actually took place side by side of Thor Ragnarok, and some of our characters in Covenant got walk-on roles in Thor. Oh. Few things ever leak from the set. <clears throat> the most notable uh, shared universe now. Oh boy! Right. Uh, the most most notable was a large explosion. Reshoots and pickups took place in November of 2016 at Fox's request. Assuming these were like Prometheus, uh, were like the Prometheus reshoots and were done to help flush things out. That's not a confirmation. That's just kind of what I figure. And the fact that the Shaw and David prologue was part of these reshoots. Um, and we'll talk about that. I'm getting there. Uh, February, 2017, the viral marketing starts. We get to meet Walter similar to the David eight video from Prometheus, uh, was a website where people would reserve their own Walter for pre-order. Um, and the prologue, we have two of them. Uh, one is called the last supper. It features the crew celebrating as they begin their mission before entering hypersleep. It's kind of a get to know you. Uh-huh. piece and then we have the biggest thing that's not missing necessarily for, uh, hinted at in Prometheus or uh, Covenant uh, it's called The Crossing and it features Shaw who seems kind of sick she's repairing David before David puts her in hypersleep we see David exploring the juggernaut ship before it arrives to what looks like uh, an engineer homeworld as we see uh, as we see many of them so just kind of like you, you know the shot in the film where he pulls up. It's that scene. He opens uh, the large airlock that unleashes thousands of urns containing the chemical from Prometheus. And then he says, look on my work, see my mighty and despair as we cut to black. The release date of this film was moved multiple times. Uh, first, it was uh, October 6th of 2017. Then it was August 4th of 2017. And finally, what we have today, which is May 19th, 2017. Alan Dean Foster, who did the novelizations of Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3, was brought back at Ridley Scott's request. Uh, Alan produced not only the novelization of the film, uh, but a novel that takes place between Prometheus and Covenant uh, called Alien Covenant Origins. Uh, its story was outlined by Ridley Scott and is considered complete canon. Uh, the novel comes out on Tuesday. I've not read it. Um, I got to check that out. But that sounds awesome. It yeah. does sound awesome, especially with a lot of the things that we we get a lot of hints at, but we don't have explanation for in the yeah. 10 years between the two. And that's our lead up to Covenant. It's really It was a really clean, easy, I mean, aside from the, the fact name that- name changes and just a few other little things, but compared to the other movies, that's like nothing. Yeah, prepare, compared <laughs> to Prometheus, this was, this was simple. Like, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I mean, like, there was a point where uh, Ridley Scott was going to be out of the picture. Whoa. I mean, like, that's part of the reason he didn't talk about it. Hmm. Um, is because he wanted to do he wanted a certain amount of money, he wanted to do it a certain place, a certain way, hmm. and he wanted to. He was still on, I believe. I believe, from what I gather, just reading various interviews, is that he was still on his high of Prometheus, and then we were going to get Prometheus 2. We were not going to get anything like the alien, like the like mm. he was literally done with it, like saying like the beast is cooked or done or whatever. Right. And then Fox was like, no, like we're hearing all these criticisms, like people people saw our marketing and we promised them this and then all of a sudden we changed it to this and we have a problem and you need to address that. Which, reading through the uh, the making of book, Ridley Scott states that uh, that he he retooled Paradise to be what he believed the fans wanted to see and needed to see, as well as continuing his his trilogy, mm. which he's calling the David trilogy. Yeah, which it seemed to change in itself from early Prometheus plans because even back then they were saying, this is going to be a prequel, this is going to be a prequel, alien prequel everywhere and now after watching this movie it's like i don't this isn't gonna connect at all is it (laughs) i don't know because i have i have well i just can't see it it connecting well here's my thought to something has the third film we have to have we have to have an engineer that is our hero that is a good guy Hmm. he's got to take out david and he's going to take david's creations which Okay, think about this. We see that ship in Alien with thousands of eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if all those eggs are are the uh, the uh, the fucking the people, the oh. people in cryosleep? Yeah, um, the two thousand colonists. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. So, like, I didn't know we were getting a, another movie, and so in my mind, I was like, okay, so I guess I gotta connect the dots. And that he uses these people to become, well, basically to make more eggs and and stuff, and then yeah, we got to talk about that. I, I, there's a lot of questions. Like, yeah, there's well, there's not nearly as many as Prometheus. Yeah, but um, so let's start. And they answered some Prometheus questions. They as did. Well. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. Um, first, let me tell you, there was actually this movie was gonna start, start like how you saw it. With David and mm-hmm. the eye opening, and how did you? What do you guys think about his introduction? Uh, I loved and, it. Didn't you? And like you, yeah. that I've seen a lot of people call out. What was David's motivation in this movie? To me, that scene sums yeah. up everything about his motivation. Had to do with creators and stuff, like questions do about. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, so David. Um, David is brought to life. He is a perfect creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He has the ability to process feelings, which we li- which we suspected in Prometheus, and we get confirmation here mm-hmm. uh, by Walter. Right. And even though he's perfect and he's immortal and he can do all these amazing things, he has to answer to a lesser being. Make him tea. Yeah. He's he like bring me the tea, like that, yeah, yeah, and so him wanting I, my my view of it that I wrote down because like 
and I'll uh, like it's essentially like he, he wants w- to kill God. He wants to kill the God that this that man, made man worshipped. Yeah. Uh, but, worshipped. And also um, I took it as he wanted to make his own. He wanted to basically when he made his own perfect being, he was in the human place at that point. He yeah. he was moved to that. Well, he wanted to be God. Yeah. He was like, this is, he was like, you should worship. I essentially like, he takes out man's God because he believes it to be a false a false God because that God can die mm-hmm. just like man can die. But David is eternal and David should be God. Mm-hmm. Um, and after years of being talked down to and treated like utter shit, he gets his vengeance. Like it's very much, it's very much, uh, I mean, it sounds, it's like a daddy issue. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think yeah. about it, like he mm-hmm. hates his father because his father his father degrades him and does not appreciate him for what he is. And that's all the motivation you need, like, as to why David showed up and killed all of the engineers. To me, anyway, like, that makes complete... At that first scene, seeing that, and seeing the prologue before I ever went into the theater, I was like, I completely understand why you just blew all those people away. Yeah. And I loved the... I just, I just loved the intro. And, like... It and was not really only that, ominous. It was. And the fact that he plays that... The movie comes full circle with the song. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Oh, but God, like, yeah. He plays the song, and then he tells, like... Waylon tells David that it, it's so, anemic, and yeah. basically saying, terrible fucking choice. Like, you know, why? what's wrong with you? And it just automatically starts their relationship off on a downward slope. Mm-hmm. And David's urge to be appreciated and to be seen for what he is kicks in the moment of his birth. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That was that was my understanding of his motivation just right off the bat. He wants appreciation from something under him. Yeah, from everything because he's the perfect being in the galaxy. Hmm. If you It's uh you could say it's a god complex. Yeah, there you go. Um so that was the opening and then we get uh before we met the crew, we were supposed to get a deleted scene. That was going to take place between, uh, I think his name was Branson, uh, James Franco's character. <laughs> God. The blink and you miss it cameo. Yeah. That, um, I was like, why have James Franco do it? <laughs> he, he takes he, on a lot of weird roles. And I think this yeah. was, he was. He was alive for like two seconds. And then he's yeah, gone. but he's a huge alien fan. And it was like, oh, I didn't know like, that. I just want to be in the movie. Just kill me if you have to kill me. Oh, like, wow. I don't need to be your it centerpiece. Jake. Jacob. What was, what was his last name? Oh, yeah, it is Branson. Okay, Branson. That's what I thought. Uh, we get a scene between Daniels and Branson discussing their future together as a couple and the cabin and the covenant in their apartment on Earth. Um, Interesting. That would have been cool. And which their Earth looks very much like Blade Runner. Hmm. It's It was deleted. We'll see it on the Blu-ray. But cool. So it's interesting that that's already like like really Scott was talking about that one day, and then we get to meet the crew. Kendall, you're awfully quiet. I'm super tired. I liked them. Did you? I liked them more than uh, I liked a lot. I and it's a bigger crew. I liked a lot. Percentage wise, I think I liked more of these guys than in the original Alien. Oh, okay. Because in the original, I like Ripley. Dallas. Dallas and Parker, I think. 
yeah. are the only three that I really care for. Like the rest, I'm like give or take. Yeah, I, I like, like Brett because Brett was kind of funny. Lambert was very dramatic. And Ash was else. interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like all of them in Alien. I think I couldn't remember Parker's name. Took me a little there. bit to mm-hmm. get used to them though. But you know, I I like the crew here a lot more than which one of the common complaints of Prometheus is that no, we didn't get to know the crew and nobody really cared about who was dying and hmm. these like all of these people feel like they know each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's probably it because I was thinking it's weird how much I like them because we barely get to know any of them. Well, yeah. not only that is they're all partnered up, so that's another it makes thing. It more it's emotional when so someone leaves. There's a I can empathize because yeah, I, I, losing my significant other would be the worst thing imaginable. Right, which I mean, like that's the thing. Like this movie, this He's movie lying. I wrote it that's down. You, like, <laughs> this movie hits a lot harder for somebody that's in a relationship mm-hmm. every time. A love a loved one dies because when somebody dies, you you see the other half of that. Normally, mm-hmm. we get a movie where you see you have six characters and five of them die, but they're not coupled up, or maybe maybe one character is. But here, for every single character that dies, you see their loved one left react. Alone. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very interesting to do yeah, that. Yeah, like have every character have what a makes loved sense one for them. a colony. Yeah, but none of them are single. Well, I I would assume if they're sending people to be in a colony, they're already coupled up so they can reproduce. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I very much like the crew, uh, though we didn't get to know, we didn't get to know them a whole lot. Just the little bits we did get to know were, uh, was very telling. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, hold on. No, I like Tennessee. I, Danny McBride did a fantastic job yeah. playing against type in this yeah. film. Uh, or- great. Mm. Orem. Uh, we get it. We get a little bit shades of him, like his insecurity. Was he the son I didn't give a in crap about him. Big Fish? I don't remember. He I was uh, I, Dr. I Manhattan. What, I recognized him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the oh. I think he was the son. I'm not <laughs> sure. I know I recognized I him. Like him at all. Yeah. Like really? I did not care for that character. I kind of was waiting for him to die and get out of my life. I, you know what? I like. I saw him and I was like, I know this guy. Like I've seen this guy in real he life. Looks like Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe. Yeah. Um. I I I mean like it, when I say I, I, I know him. this guy in real life, it's like I've seen this kind of human being. Like he felt yeah. very felt very real in the fact like uh, his emotions were portrayed so well too. Like the acting was incredible. Yeah, yeah. He, like you he, can understand what was going through his mind. Like he didn't even have to say anything; you could like see it and the this, way that he reacted. Yeah, he's like he has this huge burden dropped on him, and he yeah. portrays that very well. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor, and this film does a lot with the visual storytelling. It doesn't. Like, it does, yeah. It doesn't say everything. Like you have to watch the film. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, like, I love the entire first act is fanta- act is fantastic. We get to know the crew. We see them assess a situation, and we get these slow, beautiful pans of the ship, and like the energy cells opening, like, and it takes its time. Mm-hmm. This was a very slow mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. but very well paced slow film. It never felt slow. No, it just like a, it, it reminded me of the old seventies and yeah seventies sci fi epics, where they would take you they would take the time to really show off what they're doing. Like we are truly in space, and we are you know what I mean. I don't know. I appreciated that a lot 
Um, much like Alien. We get a lot of slow stuff in yeah. Alien. And I liked the uh, the uneasy political bits. We get Orm's like going to reprimand them for her sending her husband out to space. And I was, was kind of confused about that. Right, because he's a man of faith, and yet he's like, don't do anything for for your... Yeah, I didn't get why. He was just saying they. He he's they afraid wanted, that another one of these pulses is going to come and destroy their ship. He's he's wanting to. He's wanting to get shit fi- done. Get the like, get the gotcha. thing fixed. Get out of here so that we don't we'll do take it. more damage. Yeah, right, and okay. I understand that because yeah. like he, I was confused why they said he was a man of faith because nothing about him mentioned that other than that he has faith in doing things that he probably shouldn't. No, there was another moment in the film where. Uh, there's a religious he start, he starts referring to the crew as his flock. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was also... It's just subtle little things. It, that was when he, like, I think that was kind of his coming out moment because he does feel fear of talking about it, and so that's why he doesn't. <clears throat> right. Because he says in the community it's looked down upon. Yeah. Or he's he'll be mocked or ridiculed. Because now if you think about it, we this company, they're working for Whalen... I would assume that the some of the information of Prometheus got back mm-hmm. that we have found God. Yeah. You know, and God is not what we thought. And so no. him being in that company and worshiping the idea of God that we know is looked down upon because it doesn't quite make sense anymore because it's like, well, sorry, dude, like your beliefs are invalidated. Because they said the ship disappeared. Well, it did, but I'm saying the mission when they left yeah. The higher ups knew they were going out to essentially look for God. Yeah, but then mm. they disappeared, so. Yeah. So it wasn't no necessarily confirmed. But right. It could have found logs. Give or, or take. Something. It could just be like It could also be just, be, just be a narrow seen as passe thing. and like mo- no. uh, companies mostly made up of scientists is like, sorry dude, like your idea of being you know, brought up from the ground by a god is I did see also yeah. what was who was the girl who got killed by the Neomorph? Rose. Rose. She had a Star of David on her necklace, too. I saw that, yeah. I mean, I guess that could also just be blood. But um, but I like the the uneasiness and the, the political undertones going on. Because uh, his wife's like, remember, these people are going to be your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so we go from that. The voice of reason. And they find a perfect planet <laughs> that they somehow, Man. somehow yeah. missed however long ago they took off you know what i mean because yeah. i don't know how it doesn't state how long they've been in space only that it's seven more years until they get to their destination and the guy's like let's go check it out and it, and and daniel's Bad daniel's sets him down and says exactly what the audience is saying this is a terrible idea yeah. we've we've trained and scouted the entire planet that's where we need to go we're, like we do not need to go to this planet. Yeah, and I can at least appreciate that the movie had like a defense on his part mm-hmm. that none of them wanted to go back into, you know, the Kyle. Yeah, I mean, and I and I get that because I mean yeah. they just watch their the their captain burn up, so everybody's a little bit unsettled. Yeah, um, and so they kind of took the easy way out. You yeah, know? but yeah, so they find this planet, and before we get into that, uh. What did you guys think of Walter? I love. Oh, I loved him. Oh man, Wasn't dude, he? he was awesome. Like he blew me away acting, acting wise. Like yeah. just from that and like 
remembering the way you know David was. This is before I knew whether or not David was gonna end up being in the movie yet, because I didn't. You didn't know that. Spoil. I didn't know anything about the movie yet, and so hearing him, I don't know, just the, w- the way he is different personality, different He's accent, a different voice, yeah, yeah, and like even like <laughs> expression wise, it's just like yeah, no, like whoa. I mean. From the this like the body language, social uh, like cues, yeah, that he, yeah, uh, everything about Walter was completely different from David. Yeah. Fun fact about the voice: Have you guys ever seen Frank? Yeah. The voice he sounded just yeah, like that's what I, exactly what I thought. Yeah, I was like, it's like Frank in space. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Walter was my my favorite character. Yeah, same. I was so good. I mean, Michael Fassbender did. An amazing job. Like, I've I've got a different favorite character. Oh okay. no! Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, well, I it actually I thought about this later. He's playing two different characters in this movie, hmm. significantly different. Um, and his counterpart in the X Men universe did the same thing this year in Split. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah, true. They're both showing off for yeah. everyone. They're like, <laughs> yeah. this is how good we are. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I like Split and James McAvoy, I, I Fassbender did better. Like, I don't know because that movie blew me away. I mean, it wasn't just it was didn't just do two different ones in a movie. He that's did true. like. But here's the thing: uh, all those all those personalities to me were very over the top. Whereas David oh yeah. and Walter yeah. were subtle, were very subtle and yet obvious at yeah. the same time. So and very different. In the sense of humane, and even look at yeah, their posture, people. Like yeah. if you look at their posture, they stand differently. Yeah. Uh, so we get down to the planet, and like, let's go explore. The it's the there we can breathe. Like there's oxygen. There's an environment here. Da da da. And then they start exploring, and we find wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like who play? Like that was weird. Like I mean. Uh, obviously we know who did it by the time you get further on in the film mm-hmm. but that was interesting and like the fact that Daniels points out there's no there's no animals there's no nothing like it's all silence it's so eerie and before we get to any action we see them discover the juggernaut uh, yeah so at that point then I was like oh, okay but how so we see the later on we see the flash of David killing all of the engineers and it obviously the ship hooks into something. Yeah. What happened to the something and why did the ship crash? Yeah. I was wondering that. Like I, I have no know. answers for that. Uh but that's that's one of the questions. Like I'm like, what happened? And uh did so Maybe in, Shaw did something. Well Shaw got put into a hypersleep chamber in the prologue, right? Mm-hmm. And I maybe didn't know that. maybe uh, I she, forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so maybe she did. Maybe she got out and tried to escape. And maybe she did die in a crash. I don't know. I I don't I don't. Did we know. see her body? Yeah, we do. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just I was curious if you guys had any theories on on that. No, I don't know. It was yeah. very eerie and ominous. It was. And then we get our so we go a little bit further and we get our first. We got our we got our black goo. Mm-hmm. I was I was curious about it. Like I I, I was wondering if uh, anything xenomorph uh, any well I knew something xenomorph was gonna happen, but I didn't know. I yeah. Once we actually got interested, I mean, 
the spores were an interesting thing in yeah. itself, but once we actually see the neomorphs, I'm like, aren't there supposed to be zeo- xenomorphs in this? Is this was right. this another fake out? Yeah. <laughs> or well, since we're talking, let, let's let's talk about the neomorph. Uh, they're both they're very different here. Yeah, they're this, crazy. The yeah. Neomorph- terrifying. Well, they're okay. So they're uh, essentially what they are. Both the neomorph and this proto xenomorph have accelerated life cycles, uh, and they cannot sustain life. Okay. Um, essentially, they would die within a couple of days if left alone. The neomorph itself, the reason why it looks like it dies is, is essentially it's like it's more like a it's like a it's a virus essentially, right? So like mm-hmm. we have the spores that come up off of the fungus and land. And the guy's ear, for instance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did we find out, uh, was that David that planted those, or was that the engineers out there? That is, le- I took it as that's left over from his attack on the engineers. Yeah. Okay. That's how I The whole ground, it. the whole place is kind of, has Infected. got leftovers. Uh, because okay. when the when the black goo met the air, it, it dissolves. And see, that goes back to my thing of, does this black goo just create evil stuff? Because <laughs> I thought it was just supposed to create life. Well, it create it's mutates, right? And so when it meets the uh, the the viruses and the uh, the atmosphere of the earth, like it starts to change. And part of that change was the the bug, his little bomber bug that mm-hmm. he talked about. Mm-hmm. Like that came just simply from introducing the black goo into the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then some of the spores landed on different plant life, and we get. We get what goes into, I don't know what his name was, Ludwig or Ledwig or mm-hmm. I don't know, start with an L. And he gives birth to the Neomorph in a very terrifying fashion. But, uh, God. But yeah, so essentially they are, uh, it's a, it works like a virus. Like it's, so like we get a cold virus that lasts just 72 hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's meant to be like that. Like it's just, it's wild. It's, it's, unpredictable and it's going to die soon which is part of the reason i think that david probably had seen these before based on his interaction but didn't necessarily have complete or full disassemblies of these like he did the alien egg and he had parts of things but he didn't have like a a dissection of a neomorph the the design of the neomorph was done actually based on the one of the original sketches that giger did for the alien like he did a very uh it was very much more like a skeletal looking thing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, why don't we just cover it with skin and give it a little, like give it lips or some kind of like orifice in the front. Cause Giger had drawn the, had shown that it had a mouth, but the shape of the, the way the head cocked back and the shape of it and everything else was very much true to one of the sketches. It was, in my opinion, it's much more terrifying to look at. Because of Wasn't the it? fleshy yeah. body yeah. with the ribs poking out. And yeah. And the way it burst out of that guy. like Yeah. And the way they, they attack. Because, I mean, the xenomorphs just kind of kill and leave you. I mean, especially in the first movie, this movie was way more gory and gratuitous mm-hmm. than Alien. Because in the Alien, it just kind of... I think it kind of gives it more of a terrifying thing is that it, you don't really see what it does. It just kills yeah, and you don't get to see. Right. Uh, but... Those things just, they jump on and they just start attacking you. Yeah. Um, that That's something about this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's something that I liked was the horror aspect. It was a different horror, but it was intense. 
Yeah, it definitely made my like my heart beat faster. Yeah, like I, this, I felt like I was sitting was very... on the edge of my seat, yeah. looking and being. There's times like I, I distinctly remember looking at the screen, seeing something that happened, looking over at Kindle and having this just like awe <laughs> struck terror terror and yet also like that just happened yeah <laughs> expression on my face <laughs> and like i i i normally don't really get into horror i don't get into like scary stuff although gore i, I can get into on d- d- depends but like this i really 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 liked it yeah I, um, I thought it really did well. It was kind of like a, a roller coaster well. in a way, except yeah. a really long one. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, there's so much tension. Like, that was, this had the tension that Alien had, um, mm-hmm. which is something the sequels, they have their tension and they have their intensity, but it's it's not like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like the original Alien. Uh, we get the Neomorph come out. Obviously, Ferris and the whole ship explodes. And then... It's crazy when you saw her, like, her burning out. body. Oh, yeah. That hurt to watch. It did. Yeah. And it was it was just and to have that just little detail. Hold him down. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man. So, uh, which... That scene in itself, like, the ship scene it's very claustrophobic like oh the original god alien too yeah, yeah like oh and the whole time i'm inside not outside but just like screaming <laughs> yeah, yeah outside like, in the middle of the theater what are you <laughs> doing and of course it still makes sense because like when you're scared you're not using uh, the right part of your brain you're yeah, using the lizard part yeah <laughs> you are <laughs> <laughs> and Oh man, like it was just so frustrating. Like it did, it did its job. Yeah. Um. So then, what did you guys think about the uh, the sounds that the neomorph made? The I don't remember. Oh yeah, the clicking. Yeah. yeah I thought oh, that was, was creepy, wasn't it? Especially I liked when it. Rose is like just washing, and I'm yeah, like, you gotta hear that and get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, that was a brutal. Scene although you too. can't get. That's another thing. Those things are so fast. Like if you hear that clicking, you're like. I guess I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, might as, might as well just yeah. Man. Um, it kind of reminded me of the Predator in a way. Yeah, not well, not, actually not the same by any stretch because Predator right. is more. I I think more crab like m- more something. clicks to yeah. it. This one's more spread apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. very uh, uh staccato. But I did think of Predator during the movie when we first they're first exploring the woods and I'm waiting for something to come out and kill them. <laughs> yeah. Like, Here he comes. <laughs> Where's the chopper? <laughs> yeah. So we see, then we see David save them. Yeah. That, that was, weird. was, it was <laughs> so weird. And it was, yet it was epic. <laughs> I was like, is that Mark Hamill? <laughs> yeah. I, I was not expecting it at all. And came out of nowhere. And like, it had this weird sci-fi, like star Wars almost as speaking of the feeling, hand, the hand going, the hand <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. He saves, he saves. I love that so hand. much. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. And it shows that David knows what has experienced the Neomorphs before because he knows yeah. how to draw them or how to push them away. I will say, and this is one of my... They only come out at night. One of the few Mostly. criticisms yeah. I had of the movie, and it's just because of is what it? I wanted. And it's, um, I didn't watch anything. I was very pure from this movie. I caught a couple trailers on YouTube that I didn't click back quick enough. But... 
I was hoping it was Shaw. I was I too. Wanted, I wanted her so much in this movie because I loved her in the last one. Yeah. And I wanted her story and to keep going. And it would have been going. so badass. And yeah, I was like, oh, is that Shaw? But then he spoke out loud and I was You're like, like, that didn't really sound like David. Voice. No, like yeah. he was like camouflaging his voice. Yeah. I was like, wait, who is this then? How many humans are there? Yeah. Right. And so we get we get him leading these like this way. They follow him, and we see the aftermath of his attack. All those yeah. bodies, like yeah. And at first, I'm like, are these engineers? I don't. Isn't this supposed to be their planet? Who are these people? And why are they dead? Did the engineers kill these people and take their planet? See, that was something like if this is paradise and this is their home world, right? Then they're all gone, and there's got to be like maybe a few rogue engineers left out there like there was the one that was asleep on the ship in Prometheus mm-hmm. there's got to be something like that if this was the home world right otherwise this was just a colonization of engineers but supposedly it's the home world mm-hmm. if you follow the end of Prometheus but if that was the home world why did they only have one city well they have one temple I don't know so I'm thinking no maybe maybe not Yeah. we also know. only saw a very small section of this planet true yeah. mm-hmm. we saw a lot of mountains I was thinking when they landed their ship, I'm like, how did they miss that? Yeah. <laughs> that place uh, yeah. is huge. Yeah. Yeah. How long were they walking following him? I was just like, when they, yeah, when they land their ship, they should have seen that coming in. So we get inside the temple and we see the, uh, we see a lot of the faces. We see a lot of faces mm-hmm. in the architecture. I thought that was a nice callback to Prometheus. Yeah. Kind of. mm-hmm. I like those. Yeah. I'm going to start putting those in my house. Makes me think of uh, <laughs> the, right. right at the front, like right when you walk in the house, it's right there. Makes you think of a. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Batman Forever and Batman Robin. I can't remember the director's name oh, for that. Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, his yeah. his style in the cities. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, engineers feel very Schumacher. Now that you say that, <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna? You're not gonna make it. Plus, I'm getting up at five. Ew. Okay. Well, before you go to sleep, did you like this movie? Oh yeah, I like this movie. More so than the other aliens. That's probably the best one. I meant to me. ask y'all to make your lists. I made mine. Before. I didn't make one. I I've already got mine. I, I feel I like the podcasts themselves kind of make the list for I don't us. think I could yeah. with a but sound This is mind. probably my favorite. That's what I, I've been dying to ask you that. Yep. Okay. Wow. Um, I think it's up I, there for uh-huh, me. People will hate me, but I did not care about Alien or Aliens. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And the other two they I know you. aren't good. I just like them. Right. Prometheus is good, and I like it. But I this is my favorite. Like my thing is I'll, with this movie mine. that yeah, I we'll, really we'll, really we'll like. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll save it for later. Save it. Save yourself. Yeah. So we get into the temple. David kind of gives a, a version of the story of what happens. They crashed. So Shaw didn't make it. Well, like. You know me, like I got so pissed off about the Independence Day two thing. You know, you were probably like wife. livid. He said that, and I was just like, "Fuck you, <laughs> Alien Covenant," because that is such an easy way out. Like you know, like getting rid of a character, maybe maybe the actress. That this is the way my mind was was running. Right, yeah. Like maybe she couldn't come back for the movie or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, she just oh. That's what I thought. No, she just she was, died on the way there. It felt like Alien Three to me. I had a, it had a little touch of that. Yeah, she actually filmed for a few weeks with. Yeah, with she him. she filmed and she had a. He could have brought her back. She has a three picture deal. She could appear in the third one in flashbacks if he wants her to. Yeah, 
Or, it's just, just or like, we could just bring her back as a clone. Ah, uh, it felt like a newt thing, you know, where like uh, you're anxious to see the character again, mm-hmm. and then when you get to that movie, oh, they just rip kidding. her away from you. She died, but I on like, the way there, or died yeah, when they got there. Yeah, and I get that. But of course, that's of not course my it end, didn't that's happen. not my ending thoughts on it. Right, right. but that, that's just how that's I was feeling thought. in the movie. Because there's uh, what a twist. Yeah, <laughs> and when that happened, I was like, "Just kidding, Alien Covenant." <laughs> Never mind. I take back those mean thoughts I had because I liked. That. I was still mad. I wasn't I was mad like, anymore. You douche, taking her away from me. I wasn't mad anymore. Um, so we get a little bit of that, and we obviously get some. They like, we get some suspicions about David, um, and the interaction between David and Walter, learning like. Learning that David was uh, was too human, like they designed us to be better than you because you frightened people. That was a very interesting confrontation and moment uh, between the two. Uh, and bef- like something happened like around this time is that we see David right, and so his hair is grown out. And I like that they kept the continuity, and his hair wasn't completely blonde because we see David and Prometheus bleaching his hair mm-hmm. i liked that yeah so i i like that i i was very happy that this film confirmed that david could feel and that he was mm-hmm. we all thought it like maybe but then again he's an android like yeah you know what i mean so it was nice and of course after this we get rose and the neomorph and she dies crazy scene yeah crazy scene and then we get the captain killing the neomorph and david also crazy scene and David taking him to show him his his mad that captain is just lab. like his his thought process on things just is not very sound. Oh, let me go into the creepy basement with the guy who <laughs> yeah, just got mad at me for uh, killing the alien I mean, that killed like, someone. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like you have that creepy guy lives across the street and he's like, hey, it's like I heard you play Pokemon Go. I got some in the basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got some Charmanders in the basement. That you can go They're catch. all rare down here. Yeah, they're shiny. Yeah. And then you die. And that happened to me. Die. <laughs> you <laughs> um, don't talk about that. But it was such a great buildup and David's exposition oh, yeah. about like, I mean, he's been experimenting. He's been trying to create something, something perfect. It's just so funny because the captain's just like, all right, now you better tell me about what you've been doing and what's <laughs> been going on or I'm going to blow you away or whatever. And yeah. he's just like, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, right this way, captain. Yeah, just like nothing. But showing him what the goo has done, yeah, and we see, we see Shaw, and so here, here is my thoughts on Shaw. I like what they did with her. I they do. used her in a beautiful way I think because so she was the queen. Mm-hmm. She was the queen of all those eggs. Yep. Like I believe those eggs, because if you look at them, they look a little bit different than the alien egg we're used to. And I believe that is due to those actually being Shaw's actual eggs. Like, they were her eggs. Mm-hmm. And David was, like, the experiments you see in his lab were mutations of Shaw's vital organs, mm-hmm. is how I took it. Uh, how he took a lot of it, and that's how he had, like, little tiny ones, bigger ones, like, whatever. And that's why she's all peeled open and missing so much. Um, and I believe he kept her alive in a way that she would just keep producing eggs 
And he would take these eggs and mutate them and create the face, the the alien egg that we know. Mm -hmm. So essentially, she was a queen and she couldn't bear a child, right? Like that was part of the pro- that was part of the plot point in Prometheus. And uh, due to her like not being able to uh, bear a child, her, it never really states why. It doesn't say if her eggs are just bad or if uh, uh, if it's her body that couldn't sustain it. But with mm-hmm. the xenomorph, this xenomorph version not being able to sustain life for long, it leads me to believe that it's because her eggs were bad. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know, but essentially, she was the queen alien. Yeah, that's how I looked at it. That's like. a, yeah, I I I my mind kind of guessed towards you know she at least mm-hmm. was the reason why those eggs, of course, were able to exist. But that build up was, something because of her. But yeah, that build up was beautiful. Like I loved like the just the the music yeah speaking of the music did you notice the original alien theme pop up in this film yeah that was really cool yeah it was great which another callback to alien was uh we see the we see the camera panning across the table towards the end and there's the there's the bird oh yeah i noticed that it was random hey so we get that build up and he's like they don't acknowledge david because obviously he's an android right Mm -hmm. he's not warm Mm-hmm. But the captain's warm, and they acknowledge him, and they open, and he's like, "Have a look," like David's like, "Have a look," and it's just yep. like, "Like don't fucking do it, don't do it." Like, why would you do? You are in like a fucking cave. I, why would you do that? My mentality was There's so no different at that point. There's no lights in here point. for a reason. My mentality was so different at that point. This movie was so strange for me because I felt so twisted because like you were just like fucking die <laughs> you guys talked about how you really like the crew you didn't i didn't really like the crew and i'm i'm gonna be honest like this movie for one david he's probably one of my favorite characters if not my favorite character in any of the movies and my second favorite I, he's so complex and mm-hmm. yes he is devious in every sense of the word but like there's just something about him that i'm like I'm so intrigued by uh-huh. him. Yeah. He's very interesting. He reminds me, I can't remember the guy, but there's this guy in World War II who worked under Hitler and he le- would, he was a scientist of sorts. Stalin? And he would, yeah. No, not Stalin. He was, he was a German doctor and he would literally take Jewish people and tear them apart and do experiments on their bodies. And he did it. A, it might be like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's what I could kind of took heard it. Of that, yeah. I kind of took that as the inspiration for him in this movie like mm. because he's doing all these interesting experiments on Shaw and so I took that as kind of he's a shout out to that guy he's just such a different sort of character than anything I've ever seen before and like I don't know I, I loved him and then I've really become fond of the, the xenomorph like I just I don't know I, I, I enjoy it and so seeing the captain go close to that egg I was like that's right. Keep going. <laughs> Yosef Mingle, I think is who you're talking about. Yeah, you should Mingle. look into it. You really yeah, be he, like he was actually his the ba- stuff. He was the basis of uh, American Horror Story Season 2. Interesting. Like the stuff he did was freaking <clears throat> creepy. Weird, yeah. Like Dr. Frankenstein. Whoa. Uh, which, interestingly enough, we get a little bit of that in here. Yeah, I think he was the one that, like, asked one of the few guys that actually escaped. 
Hmm. Like he went to off to South America or something. I may have heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. Just little bits and pieces because my dad studies a lot. I don't of remember that if they ever caught him. Yeah. So we get Orem hit with a face hugger, and then we see a different that kind of chest cool, burster. That was a cool scene. Uh, we see almost a fully formed xenomorph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's why I'm saying like this is like a proto xenomorph. It's mm-hmm. not the xenomorph, and. Uh, there was actually a lot of conflict among uh, among the three writers on the film and with Ridley Scott having like disagreements on this shouldn't be a proto xenomorph. This should be just the xenomorph. Like they didn't. I Ridley like, Scott I like and the main it. writer went for it, and they eventually convinced the producers to go for it too. So it was it was what it was. But there was a lot of conflict about it because they weren't. They wanted to they wanted to stick to what we know and like, well, if you do this, you're fucking with everything. He's like, well, no, if you th- like really Scott was like, no, if you think about it, this isn't it. This is almost there. This is a step closer. We're not there. We're not to the quote perfect organism yet, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. So that's why he did it this way. Mm. And that little small xenomorph was actually a puppet. It wasn't CGI. It looked different. I liked the way it looked. No, no, I meant the little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked different than what you had seen before. There's something about it, and I couldn't quite wrap my mind around it, and that's probably what it was. Well, the normal chestburster looks like It doesn't have arms or anything. Yeah, it looks Mm -hmm. very phallic. Yeah, no, I I mean, like, graphically it looked different than, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so my major complaint, like, bring up graphics, my major complaint about this film is that the Neomorphs and the Xenomorphs were all CGI. Mm -hmm. They were done by practical actors in suits that looked very good. The Neomorph suit, not so much. Um, But the Xenomorph suit looked great. But they just decided to replace them all with CGI. And that is my my one knock against this film that I really, like, was disappointed by. Mm Mm-hmm. But at any rate, so we see we see him interacting with it. We see David interacting with the chestburster and and mimicking. the neomorph too. But yeah, yeah. Well, we see we see him try and talk to the neomorph. That was cool. Yeah, I wanted to see more of that. I was like, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's it's like, what could you do? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you? I don't know. Uh, but he interacts. It was with adorable. <laughs> he interacts <laughs> with the xenomorph and it starts mimicking him, mm-hmm. which was creepy was as weird. can be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, which I had some asshole in the theater I was in, like saying all sorts of random shit. <laughs> I was so mad. Like he ruined that scene, and he also ruined the uh, the flute scene. Uh huh. Oh no, that was such a cool. That was scene. so cool. I that was, was like, dang, such... it's because their hands are going back and across, and I'm like, that looks so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ruined the flute scene too. Jeez. Just go find that guy and slap him. Uh, no shit. <laughs> so we see that, and then uh, we see the Walter and David confrontation where he's telling it, you know, Walter, that you love Shaw and all this stuff, and trying to tell him that you know you can. Uh, it's 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 a crime that he can't feel, and he's not perfect, and all this stuff. Um, and then David says a quote from uh, Ozzy Mandias, and he gets it wrong. He gets. That's why he's like, it wasn't, I don't remember what David said, but David says it's like burn or something. And Walter's like, it's Shelly. Oh yeah. 
And he's like, it takes just one wrong note to ruin an entire symphony. Yeah. And David just kind of loses it because then it's a callback to when he was born, right? Uh-huh. The anemic song. Yeah. So I thought that was nice. And then he rips the chord from Walter. And I thought that was it for Walter. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I, you see the skin thing yeah, happen yeah, on the neck. Yeah, the skin heal back up. Yeah, and I was like, oh, he's going to come back at it, you know? Well, I thought maybe, okay, like the skin could heal up, but I didn't think that uh, if that was the power cord. Oh, he stabbed him in the neck with the flute. I thought he ripped a power cord out of him. I think I think it was the flute that he yeah, stabbed, he him, stabbed in him in the neck with the flute, oh. and then he ripped it back out. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. And then he slid the blood Sl- off of it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was the power. He ripped a power cord or something out of him. Then you get a super rad uh, fight scene between fight the two. Scene, that yeah. was awesome. Oh, man, Wasn't that, that awesome? Was really cool. I said last last the last movie had my favorite fight scene, Prometheus, uh-huh. between the engineer and the the trilobite. Trilobite, but no, this this takes the cake now. It was it was robot cool. battle. It was pretty awesome. It, I I liked it, but I was so surprised, like because like when he got when David got on top of Shaw, I was like. What yeah, the fuck are you gonna do? Creepy. Yeah, it was yeah. really creepy because it's like I just want to kiss you. Like I, it was very rapey. Yeah, you, uh, oh, wait, you mean Daniel? Daniels, sorry, not Shaw. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a uh, shout out back to uh, Split <laughs> yeah. with um, the the guy in the woods, the little girl. Oh god, yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. No, and it was just very rapey, and like, but it was also it's very much like the the face hugger as well, and all that you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was just like, oh, Jesus. And then I was like, how do we get out of this? Like, I thought that was it for Daniels. I was like, well, if you're gone, like, does Tennessee become our survivor if we have a survivor? Yeah. You know, and I was wondering if she was going to die because, and because of the scene with Walter healing, I was hoping Walter was going to be our new Ripley. Oh, yeah. 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 I kind of had this feeling. What? Maybe because I loved David and I could sense that, like, there was more to come from him. Right. And like you, we get the scene when it looks as if Walter beats David, but there's like that moment where he hesitates, and then it cuts. You know? Yeah, you I don't see like, David die. I was like, I've seen enough horror movies to know this yeah, is not. If you don't see him dead, then that's it's, another. That's an, another one of the few complaints I had. That's that twist was not a twist. That no, was it was so obvious. But I mean, like, yeah. I was also, I also knew this is called the David trilogy, so I was like, there's no way David's oh, gonna die in this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like. You can't sh- just not show him killing him and tell me that that's not David. Yeah. Right. Um, and at least they made it look... I, I almost questioned it once, maybe. Because in my mind, I was trying to th- reason it out. Like, So if it was David, then I would like do stuff to make sure that like the Xenomorph didn't die. Mm, yeah. But I didn't think about the fact along. that it's a prototype. Yeah. But I didn't know why he had to play along. Well, I figured he would try yeah, and play and along. Yeah, that's another kind of thing. Like, well, he 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 plays along, but why, why does he keep them alive? Experiments. Isn't it just about destroying the human race for him? I don't know. I looked at it as he wanted uh, to experiment on everybody. Yeah, like it was needed. like there that were... was the gods entering Valhalla, right? So like but him walking into the, all the colonists was essentially saying like I have all these new toys. Yeah. But once he's on the ship he <clears throat> helps them get rid of the xenomorph. 
I think that that alive. ended up not being a big deal for him because like he's on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he could he could recreate he was, it. He was basically it looked like he was analyzing. Yeah. In my mind, I, he looked like he Especially was, was figuring like, out face to face. Yeah, like weaknesses and mm-hmm. like what to do better next time kind of thing. Yeah, you know? I I could get that. Um So that's why he allowed it to happen. Yeah, and also just like I said, like I thought I looked at it as he was playing along because he wanted to experiment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as she gets in her pod and then looks back at it, Mike, oh, here it comes. She's gonna find out right now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I, 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 I mean, I knew it was coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We all did. She was gonna end yeah. up hitting the thing as she goes to sleep. Another thing was Walter able to heal his skin. Uh huh. So that's another thing. That should have been David. Telling. Yeah, it had the the staples in his cheek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was maybe like she a, didn't know about that. Right. Um, I thought that was kind of cool because you, I knew, and yeah, I don't know. But yeah, nice I definitely little detail. I definitely agree. It was not a twist. No, um, but it was still fun. That's the only thing. I was just like, man, he created this guy created Alien, fantastic film, Blade Runner, awesome movie. Can't he do some do a better ending than this? <laughs> I still enjoyed the ending a whole lot. I guess he didn't write and it. And like the ending so. itself, like the xenomorph, no, I mean, like outline, being yeah. oh, okay, yeah. being on the ship, like that that shower scene, that was violating. It was very violating. That was violating. And yeah, I was like, what a cock block. Oh, I know, right? Because <laughs> they were getting it. They were getting it good. <laughs> but that was creepy. Seeing like the tail go up. And I was like, what's that? Where is that tail going? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 just wait. Oh um, my god, yeah, and then like, <laughs> oh, we get, we get the we get the uh, inner jaw through the f- back of the dude's head, and which that front, was uh, rad. Yeah, that one looked cool. The um, so we have the final act of the film set on the Covenant ship, which I liked. I liked it too a lot. There was a deleted this. This goes on. This had to go have gone on a lot longer because there's a few shots that I've seen in the trailers that are not in the film of the alien on the ship. But like, there was some foreshadowing at the beginning of the film whenever they were like close bay or close door for bay twelve or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like that's a fun callback to Alien Three. And then I was like, oh, we're gonna end up, we're gonna end up here on the ship, like. It's got to be like we're gonna have like an Alien Three kind of ending, and we do. The mm-hmm. ending felt like Alien Three with Alien. Um, it was actually good. <laughs> it was good. It was it good. It was good. Yeah. I liked the ending. I, I I was really pleased with the ending, and I'm glad that like Tennessee. I'm glad that Tennessee made it. I th- well, yeah. Well, so, as much as it can, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, as much as he could, <laughs> he made it. He's alive. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I don't know, like, I like that. I, like I said, like, Danny McBride blew me away in this. Yeah. Yeah, from the typical douchebag role he, he plays. He typically plays, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, he's a huge Alien fan. Really? He's a huge Alien fan. There's this awesome interview that uh, NECA, the guys who do the uh, the figures for Aliens, did with Danny McBride on all about his, like, love for Alien and the franchise and everything. <laughs> and he initially tried to get on with uh, Prometheus, but he couldn't. Because like, you're not known for these roles. Dan. Oh, da, 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 da. like me and Seth watched a movie with him uh, that he kind of broke part bit broke the part casting too. Mm-hmm. What's what was that? Oh yeah, the uh, Don... when he was the pastor or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. was like not his normal role. <laughs> nope, nope, not at all. Yeah, I'd like to see him movie. in more dramatic stuff. Yeah, me too. 
but yeah, I really, I really like the ending and just kind of the the tension build up and then locking it. Oh man, locking it here, locking it there, and yeah. But I was just waiting the whole time. Like I was like, so does he trap them in a room with it, or does he have like? Yeah, is he gonna know. keep them? I alive? didn't know yeah. how much control he has. So I'm like, it seems like. Anything, because because it was uh, Danny McBride's character that opened the big door. Yeah, um, which, if you didn't know, it was David. A huge sign was that Mother never acknowledges him after he gets back on the ship until yeah, was, he identifies himself. I was wondering why she didn't catch that. Like you would think she has scanners or something to recognize her. Well, she was she was rebooting for part of it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Tennessee mentions that he put her through a reboot cycle because there was some ER, oh yeah, something or another, or EC uh, errors. Were you expecting? Oh, of course you were, but like, it took me a little bit for my mind to catch up because like they got in the ship and I was like, okay, we clearly know David's alive. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I. Well, okay. The way my mind was going was, is David. Alive and did he switch places with or did he uh, Walter? AI or or yeah, switch AI or is David just alive still and he's back on that planet? And then Walter just was in cahoots with him because they you know ended up finding some sort of agreement, right? Because he's like or brother calls him brother a lot. Yeah, you know. So th- those were basically the two things with with that that I had in mind while the ending was kind of starting before anything had happened. And then also, randomly, we get the guy with the burned face yeah. from the acid. And I was like, oh, yeah. He had the face hugger for at least like a little bit. Well, he had it. It jumped on his gun, and we never see him get grabbed by it. Oh, I thought I thought it wrapped around his face, and then it, the face hugger gets cut. Yeah, it got oh, on yeah, him, and then that's they, why they, they cut the face hugger, and that's why it runs so away. So I guess in yeah. that short time, he that face hugger was able to just yeah get one in him because uh, that's what I thought it, of. Because I was like, yeah. oh, he's here. Oh wait, maybe the face hugger had enough time to uh, get him. It obviously had to have. And I, then I, it did. Yeah, I didn't think that. I thought maybe he got grabbed off screen. Yeah, that's what I assumed. It was in 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 between him shots. hiding in the yeah. David mm, gets hallway. in, face hugs him. Mm. Right. I think I think it has to be the face hugger that got yeah. him. Well, because yeah. when it gets pulled ripped off of him, his uh, the face huggers. Uh. It's uh. In the fetal, po- not fetal position, but no. It's uh. Hold on, I gotta think of a word for it. It's tube is hanging out. It's tube that he inserts inside you to plant the egg <laughs> is hanging. Tube. Yeah. <laughs> is hanging out and like very obviously hanging okay. out. Okay. So that would I make sense. I can see this. Yeah. Aha, Seth catches something. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was a good one. Yeah. And I mean like the the xenomorph in this film looked fantastic. I loved mm-hmm. every scene with it except for whenever it was on I felt like when it it was on top of the ship and like you get that close up of it like snarling at Shaw looked off for some reason to me i thought it looked cool did it okay maybe it's just me being picky and just it's not if you look at it it's not the traditional xenomorph design there's actually a few differences i liked that our two death scenes were unique to the franchise whereas the uh, the crane crushes it 
oh, the, one, the one time, and then the second mind, one, it gets stabbed by the bulldozer like, and out flies in, space in space again. <laughs> well, see, and I was coming, and I'm like, some they got. There's gonna be something different, right? They gotta change it, right? I was kind of hoping. So when the bulldozer hit it, I was like, okay, that's unique. Enough. I think in yeah. my mind, like, I guess I'd gone full blown, just you know pro xenomorph at that point i was like, like i'm on. hoping that like the typical ending just gets annihilated and they both die and it's just the xenomorph in the end and that would be new <laughs> but at the end i i enjoy i enjoyed the ending so no so complaints did you guys enjoy the film as a whole i did i loved the movie mm-hmm. Ever? yeah i had fun um and the sense of i was terrified <laughs> in the most terrifying sense of the word Cause that's that's the only thing that I had spoiled for the movie, and I literally had a. It was recent that I had it spoiled for me, and all it was was that the movie was terrifying, and I was like, "What?" Because the first one w- had was eerie. It had its scary parts, but it it didn't like terrify me or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's the closest I think I ever got to being scared in any of the movies. And no. so when they said. Except for Prometheus. Prometheus kind of kind of got a little creepy too, hmm. at at some points. But like this movie, it definitely brought up that element. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I thought that it fit really well. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I I I I really really thoroughly enjoyed this film. My one knock against it is CGI alien. Mm. But even still, CGI looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't complain about anything because it did things that I wasn't expecting. It. Um, it also. We. Our central character of the original Alien saga was a hero. Our central character of this new saga is a villain, mm-hmm. and a complex, tragic villain at that. Yeah. So. I really, I really like it. And I cannot wait to see what the next one, next one is. Obviously, my idea is that it's going to be, uh, there's got to be some hero engineer, like our hero is going to be an engineer or something like that, or maybe humans working, yeah, an engineer mm-hmm. to take David down. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, it's supposed to start shooting in 14 months. Okay, I've already announced it. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, and and the uh, I'm 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 excited to see what you describe an engineer taking on a psychotic android because it's a unique story completely never been done before as far as i know but uh i had expectations for this movie and this movie didn't touch any of them because i was shaw was such a cool character i wanted more of her and i wanted the more flashbacks with her and her father I wanted her and David going to meet the engineers and finding more of why and when and why. I wanted the answers. You wanted the why of why they made humanity. Yeah, I wanted. I want more of the. You're end. like the characters. Yeah, because I want, they could. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want the engineer lore yeah. that they're wanting, and yeah. it was stripped away from me by killing all of them. <laughs> it was interesting. They that lived was like cool though. Yeah, it was cool, but they lived like uh, like Greek. What I yeah, imagine, like it was Greek very culture, interesting. Greekish. Yeah. yeah. Um, Prometheus. I liked their lights, though. Or they oh, entered yeah, it towards was, them and they turned. Come on, they were like floating rocks or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. You see it at one point when David, I don't remember what he goes to grab, but he goes to grab something and the light comes oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened a few times. It was it was awesome. Did you uh did you have any expectations for this film? Um I can't remember if I'd seen the trailer or not. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Xenomorph. I wanted it done well. Um but really I didn't really know what I wanted with the movie at the same time because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Prometheus but I didn't want the same thing. I um, I don't know. I I guess I just wanted it to be good. <laughs> That's yeah, it. <laughs> I I wanted I I knew I wanted more of David. Um, and that too, yeah. I wanted more of David and I wanted I wanted a movie with stakes in it. I felt like we got that. Mhm. Because we got close to characters, they died. Which I mean, this—they're all kind of fodder sometimes in these films. But we very much end uh, in a way that's our main characters. Their fate was sealed, like literally sealed, yep. in a chamber. <laughs> um, Both of them lost their spouse. Yeah. So it felt like there was, and everybody was a couple. Like there was a lot of stakes in this film, and mm-hmm. I liked it. So I was, I was pretty happy overall with it. Yeah, me too. And like. I may not have had like expectations. Well, in the end, I had the horror thing, so I was really hoping it was gonna be actually scary. It you was. Know? Yeah. It wasn't just gonna be people being like, "Oh yeah, it's scary." You can go watch it. It was just like, no, because it, was, it, it did. It delivered on that for sure. Yeah, it was better than I expected it to be. I and maybe that's just because like I. I temper my expectations with films that I really love because it's like don't. Don't hold on to one idea too much because you never know what they might do, uh, especially with like films like Batman or the yeah. character of Batman and things like that. And I kind of learned that at an early age with like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Don't hold on to because I wanted a, like a third Batman that was like Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Didn't get that, so I learned at an early age don't hold on too much to that and just kind of see what they do and try and try and appreciate what. You yeah, get. and I really I was mentioning Ridley earlier. Like I hope he wish he could they could have had a better ending, but the way you described the original ending to Alien, oh yeah, with the Xenomorph going away speaking English, speaking English. Some sometimes I have to set my mind straight and be like that guy was gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this movie <laughs> could have some weird, some stuff yeah. in it. All right, so this movie's gotten uh, we all three we liked it. And yeah. Kendall liked it. Um, Kendall liked it the most out of all of them. But I wonder, it's gotten mixed reception. Let me tell you about Alien from 1979. It got terrible reception. And I have what? I have quick reviews to read. Originally. Yeah, the original one. So um, the Chicago Reader, uh, Dave Keir, said, An empty-headed horror movie with nothing to recommend it beyond the disco-inspired art direction and some handsome, if gimmicky, cinematography. What? Film Illustrated said, a horrid film, skillful and studied in its nastiness, and there is little the cast can do to mitigate this manipulative horror. John Simon, who at the time was a a major film critic, kind of like a Roger and Ebert, said that has the usual number of inconsistencies and probabilities and outright absurdities characteristic of the sci-fi and horror genre. Time Out ma- uh, magazine says, an empty bag of tricks whose production values and expensive trickery cannot disguise its imaginative pro- 
imaginative poverty. Time Magazine says, unlike Star Wars, Alien has no affection for past movies of its genre. It rips them off. Stripped of its futuristic setting and pretensions, this film is an old-time B-monster picture. Alien might just be as well about a huge scorpion loose in a haunted house circa 1953. The toothy alien is no fun. His ever-changing appearance summons up everyone's worst fantasies about shellfish. <laughs> okay, that one is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um and I got two more. The LA Herald Examiner says an overblown B-movie, technically impressive, but awfully uh, pretentious and as difficult to sit through as a black mask, black mass sung in Latin. Alien, like Dawn of the Dead, only scares you away from the movies. Uh, and the New York Times say occasionally one sees a film that uses the emotional resources of movies with such utter cynicism that one feels sickened by the medium itself. Alien is so, quote, effective it has practically turned me off to movies altogether. Oh my god! Those wow. are the reviews that the Alien 1979 classic that we all know and we all look so fondly upon got upon its initial release. Wow! And I thought I found those so interesting. And hearing this movie got getting mixed reviews, that I don't I get. Why, I don't get how it's getting mixed reviews. I wanted to share it with you. It's got a 77, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Last I looked. Yeah, 73 right now. 73. 65 from the audiences. Jeez. So I just thought, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see a, a film film that's now considered a classic to be getting terrible reviews. Man, that last one. <laughs> Turn me off to <laughs> movies altogether. Right. Yeah. So Jeez, that's a little that's a little overboard. <laughs> People were not nice to Alien. Yeah, and, but now they love it. Yeah. It's a cult classic. Uh, right yeah. now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 97, 94. Uh, Aliens is a 98.94. Wow. That's the highest. Alien Covenant right now is setting at number three, though. 73.65. Prometheus, 72.68. Alien Resurrection, 54.40. Alien 3.46.47. And then the AVP movies to follow. I mean, I can g- agree with that list. Like, I feel like I'm... And uh, and we were going to talk about our list. I'm going to say mine. Mine is almost that for the most part. Just my favorite alien and no nope. no my favorite is alien yeah my second favorite is aliens mm-hmm. my third favorite is prometheus uh fourth alien covenant alien f- resurrection alien three mm-hmm. i i switch back and forth between alien, alien and, and aliens. aliens yeah it's hard some days to i love aliens and some days i mean like more or more so so, uh, right now, I feel like I'm leaning towards uh, Alien, which one I, I like more. But now this movie, like I really enjoyed it, and it gave me something different. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I I really liked, and so I still I need time to think. And I also really love Prometheus too, and it's so different than any of the other ones too. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to like, yeah, put a, like scale and on Alien Three. Other. That one's so different. Alien Three is by so far different. the last one. <laughs> right now, we're still we still need to see Alien yeah, Two. Yeah, same. But that one, I, because I, I enjoyed. Like, it's not like it was a. It wasn't a good movie, but you enjoyed Alien Res- Resurrection. I yeah, I I liked it. Like, I had fun with it. Like, I was talking to a friend that uh, we went to a wedding, and he uh, was talking about the Alien movies, and he actually he was like you. 
Like yeah. he was like he's a big fan. I understand, but I will defend Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. He like, says, "I know they're not good movies, but I like them." Yeah, and and uh, well, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, "Yeah, Alien Resurrection okay. may not have been like a great or even a good movie, but I it was, it was a, a lot fun, of fun movie." And I didn't regret watching it, and I thought I was going to. And yeah, he was like, "No, yeah." I, so I, give us your list. What is your list? I don't know. I don't know because like it's ever changing. Prometheus and Alien Covenant are so different. Like Alien Covenant definitely has reminiscence of Alien in it, and that that makes me excited. I guess like it's cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely love David. I said it like I mean I love Ripley. I think she's a really cool character, but like David has something about him. So that's I can just, see like, so your, up my alley. if I can see your list. Your list is kind of Alien and Aliens interchangeable for number one. Yeah, Prometheus and Alien Covenant interchangeable for number two. Yeah, and then Resurrection and, and Alien, Alien Three. 3. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's my list. Aliens is number one mm-hmm. because in Aliens. I thought I thought long and hard about this. I love I love horror, and Alien is a great haunted house film. Mm-hmm. But in Aliens, I what I love about the Alien franchise is Ripley, and in Aliens, Ripley comes into the character we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Like she came into her towards the end of Alien, but we really see her blossom mm-hmm. in Aliens. Yeah. So that is why Aliens. Yeah, I was watching. I think it was I don't remember what I was watching a honest trailer or something and mm-hmm. they pointed out the uh get away from her you bitch being like one of the most iconic sci-fi yeah, moments in yeah. time. Yeah. So that uh that is why Aliens is number 1 because that is my that is where my Ripley my hero comes to play. Mm-hmm. Um and then Alien and then Alien Three: The Assembly Cut. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I, I I I love that version of the movie. And watching it with you guys and hearing the correct ADR back was such a wonderful experience, like for me. So, uh, and then Alien Covenant, and then Alien Resurrection, and then Alien versus Predator. Whoa. And then Prometheus. What? And then Alien versus Predator Requiem. And then Alien Th- 3 Theatrical. Wow. Prometheus, huh? Way down. Way, way down, way down But my, <laughs> if you watch Alien versus Predator, I feel like you guys will understand why. Because I feel like Prometheus lifts so much from Alien versus Predator that I, I don't feel like it's, it's as original as it could be. Hmm. And I feel like if you guys watch that film and knowing that that film came out what uh six years ahead of prometheus you'd understand my point hmm. Okay. Hmm. so that's why that prometheus has a huge knock against it i love prometheus but due to what i feel is a lack of originality and lifting so much from what was developed for alien versus predator i count it as a knock and i can't i can't put prometheus above alien versus predator and it was just awesome to see a, a, a predator and a xenomorph just actually. Knock you the know, it's funny. I played uh, Mortal Kombat XL. Oh yeah, you can long ago, and I didn't know that you could. First thing I saw was Predator, so immediately I was just like, "Is there an Click. alien in here?" Yeah. I didn't think about that. I don't yeah. know why, because I just saw him. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be Predator," and I sucked. 
I was like, God, that sucked. And then I scrolled up, and then immediately I see the alien, and I was like, oh, boy. And so yeah. I clicked on him, annihilated with him. Like, he is such an easy character to use because I suck at fighting games. I do, too. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, if it wasn't enough in Prometheus, Covenant completely knocks out the AVP movies from the canon timeline. Mm-hmm. Just the the creation of them that we see. It's right. twenty you know, twenty ninety three or twenty one oh three or some shit. And yeah, so you sad? No. It's alright. Mm-hmm. I because I kinda I could see the the Predator like Alien versus Predator exists in the Predator timeline because Predator two Right, that's that's your that's it's the Predator verse. That is. I mean essentially like okay, here, listen. Predator two has an a, a xenomorph skull in it. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen Predator 2, right? No. No. Oh, okay. So, like, you see, uh, uh, you, at part of the movie, spoilers, you get onto a Predator ship and you see the trophy room. And it, there's very obvious, it is very much highlighted, there is a xenomorph skull. So you could say that the Predator films and the AVP films take place in their universe and these are a different universe. Yeah, and this is just a multiverse. Right. Multiverse. So... There we have it. There we have it. This has been a fun ride, and I cannot wait to do Alien 2. Mm. Oh, boy. I'm interested. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? You, you, uh, I've read reviews of it that say it's better than Resurrection and Alien 3, and I've read reviews that say it's the worst film ever made. But <laughs> We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. No. <laughs> Who knows? I no. never know what I'll think about a movie. Sometimes I'll like things that people hate, and sometimes I'll hate things people like, and sometimes I agree with people, and there's no guessing. If we ever do, uh, if we ever, if we should sometime do the Alien versus Predator films, mm-hmm. but we need to do them at the same time on the same podcast and watch them at the same time because I will tell you, they're like one long movie. Is the Predator this year, or is next that next year. year? Next year. Okay, we should do it then. We should do all the Predator movies next year. Cool. Lining up to it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there's they're like one three hour long film. I think you'll enjoy them for what they are. If you like Alien Resurrection, you're definitely gonna like Alien versus Predator, and then you'll also be able to see my points about Prometheus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whether you will agree with them or not is up mm-hmm. for debate. Absolutely not, Matt. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yep, that's All the movie. Right. That's the podcast. Yeah. Good job, everybody. Xenomorph. Did you guys like the Xenomorph design or the Neomorph design more? I don't know. I really love both. Did you? The yeah. Neomorph was more insane. Neomorph was kind of adorable. Yeah, Neomorph is probably going to be more haunting me. Yeah. I kind of wanted to give it a hug, like especially whenever uh, David and the Neomorph were you just having do the, that. their <laughs> cute, their <laughs> cute <laughs> little conversation, you know, and he was just like, you know, and, and David... He was just so excited, and I I just wanted to, like... Did you watch all of The Office, the whole series? Yeah. You remember when Gabe is leaving, and Kelly goes to give him a hug, and she's like, I don't remember what she says. She says something negative because he's so bony and scrawny, and it's like people hugging me. Yeah. That's how I feel, and that's what it look. I feel like it'd be hugging just that hugging thing. It'd just be what? like hugging... A, I feel like he'd appreciate it, though. Like, he needs love. Yeah. He needs love. Just gonna kiss his nice little dome. Yeah, you let me know how that goes. <laughs> He'd like it. I mean, clearly he uh, he 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 appreciated the affection David is giving him. Uh-huh. You know, 
I think that's mm-hmm. all he needed. He didn't. He didn't want people to be scared of him. Just because he he needed a uh, a human to burst out of. Seth, what was that thing we said you like last time? Started with an H. I think that's what you're. That what territory you're treading into. Uh, hentai. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got so close to buying a shirt. <laughs> that, that just it was the Sega the Sega logo, uh-huh. but it said hentai instead, <laughs> and it was done by a guy that played drums with a band that we we had gone on tour with, and I was so close. It was only like ten bucks, and I was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, man, so yep. close. But then you know I'd wear it, and people, <laughs> <laughs> I'd turn heads, you know, <laughs> for better Not or worse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I regret it though. I should have gone in. <laughs> I'll get it later. Somebody might want to face hug you. Just you wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> David, come. David will <laughs> pin you down. <laughs> Kiss me involuntarily. Put his, put his tongue inside your mouth. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app, and leave a review on iTunes too. That makes a difference for us. Uh, if you want to hit us up online at facebook.com slash geekcinemapod, twitter.com slash geekcinemapod, on Instagram at geekcinema, or we have a website called geekcinemapod.com. Go say hi. Let us know what movies you'd like us to go over. Um, and join us next week for The Fifth Element. It's either going up on Sunday or next Wednesday. I'm not sure yet. But if you subscribe, you won't have to worry about when it goes up. You'll just get the podcast. So see you guys next week. Bada bing, bada boom.